Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. A fired Philadelphia police officer. He was fired back in 2018 and charged with first-degree murder in a first-of-its-kind case. And many are watching this, obviously, but it, it could be a historic verdict. So we're on verdict watch as this former Philadelphia police officer who is on trial for his life, essentially, charged by D.A. Krasner with third-degree murder. That's a downgraded charge because initially he was charged with first-degree murder. And so jurors deliberated for more than an hour yesterday. It went to the jury on whether or not former Philadelphia police officer Eric Roosh is guilty of third degree murder and the shooting death of an unarmed man who was an African-American man. So the former officer taking the stand in his own defense, he talked about what a dark night it was back in December of 2017. So late 2017. And he was yelling at that point at a suspect, 25-year-old Dennis Plowden, to put both hands up moments before he fired a bullet uh, that killed Mr. Plowden. Now, let me point out to you, there was a chase involved. So police were called to the scene and there was, uh, in other words, they had a description of a suspect and a vehicle, a car that was wanted in connection to a murder, to a homicide. And that that and that the suspect was to be considered armed and dangerous. And that was the official word. And so he's rushing to this area in Ogons and sees a suspect, tries to pull him over. The suspect does not does not uh, pull over and and in fact speeds away and injured another officer, ran through a red light and a stop sign at more than 70 miles an hour before crashing into a fence post. So this was somebody he believed to be armed and dangerous and was a suspect during a pursuit. That's why we've never in, a, in the dark of night, we've never seen a trial like this. And we've of, of an active on police on duty officer like this uh, during this kind of a situation. But uh, the, the former officer tearful at times and explaining what he went through and how he came face to face. With that, with Mr. Plowden, and he said that uh, the the suspect, who he believed to be a suspect, turns out was not a suspect, was not armed, but that Plowden made a swift movement with his right hand, put it in his front pocket, and that was when he fired that shot. Now, it reminded him of the killing of Officer John Pulowski. Now, we've talked about Kimmy Pulowski, many of you know her. Um, and she's she's in the media, you know, raising um, 
fundraising for the officers fund and the widows and children's fund so if you remember that that horrible case and i covered it i was obviously i was uh, still the anchor at fox 29 at that time but officer Pulowski was shot and killed in a very similar situation back in 2009 and left behind his his widow and and child and that sort of thing so this this officer taking the stand explaining the situation and this is the focus i just want to point out to you this is the focus of da larry krasner and the fact that krasner wants to wants the city to see the prosecution and persecution of an officer in a case like this that's the priority here and so we'll see what a, a jury and and I I stand back to and and defer to any jury because I'm not sitting in that courtroom the entire time a jury is, but I certainly hope that this is um, a case that brings forth justice. And so we are on that jury watch. We'll continue. Speaking of law and order, in a moment you'll hear from another police widow since we talked about the Pulaski case. But I want you to hear from Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman speaking at a rally over the weekend. And there are many updates on Fetterman. He wants to be your next Pennsylvania United States Senator. He's a Democrat running against Dr. Mehmet Oz. Listen to Fetterman speaking out at a rally. Can I ask you a favor? Can we hear this? Can we hear this? Loud enough so you know who can see that in New Jersey. It's a winery in California. Okay. Ooh, that got a little awkward. It's a, I will give them this. Whoever, you know, was working the crowd, it's a great crowd. I don't know, maybe they're drinking a little wine, you know, referring to Napa. But NEPA, what is that? National Environmental Policy Act. So Fetterman, you know, making a little pun there, well-written, but making a pun about his because he supports all the environmental laws and he hates fracking and he hates gas and he hates, I guess his house is 100% run on Fred Flintstone foot pedal power or something. But yeah, so that's his little environmental nudge. Listen in now as Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, as he talks about Dr. Oz and working people. Listen in. Spain is a union town. Pennsylvania is a union state. We can never let Dr. Oz vote to go right into work. Do you think Dr. Oz thinks about working people? How many of you have two gigantic 10 mansions? How many people think their next senator, it's cool if they live in New Jersey? If you don't live in PA, how the hell can you fight for PA? If you own at least one of your mansions, 
Do you think he can relate to the life that you live here in Spain? So obviously he speaks haltingly as he continues to recover from that from that stroke. I think he's doing much better listening to this audio these audio clips as opposed to even two weeks ago. But it's it you know, it's a little bit ironic for him to say Dr. Oz doesn't relate to working people when in fact where has John Fetterman really worked? We know that he, you know, was blessed, blessed with wealthy parents, dad, a, ma- a biggity big in the insurance industry. And his father was able to to pay for his way through Harvard and a Harvard education and Ivy League schools. What a blessing. But then he went on. He was supposed to take a job in the insurance industry and decided not to do that. And instead, he chose Braddock, Pennsylvania where he would run for mayor and essentially it's i think it's what 150 150 bucks a year so it's in other words it's a job where you yes you hold another job usually an electrician or a realty job or what have you but those those jobs in a smaller place like that in Braddock they would expect that you have another day job not for John Fetterman he was, until he became lieutenant governor for, what, eight years? He was the mayor of Braddock. And what? And these articles have come out. And by the way, he's. Ta- I'm surprised he's talking about properties of Oz because it, it turned out that Fetterman is reported to own, to have bought up land and homes and property in Braddock, something like eight different properties and homes. So that's being learned as well. But his family provided for him. And again, what a wonderful blessing that his parents could afford to support a man, a grown man, up until the age of 49 years old with a wife and children and fully support them and provide even, you know, a salary and a home and all of that. So he's blessed. But how does he relate to working people? At least Dr. Oz is someone who went through Harvard and then came here to our region, obviously, you know, graduated from high school in, in Delaware and Wilmington. But in other words, went to Penn. And that's why his medical license is here as he went through medical school and then worked very hard as a heart surgeon, created a major charity and helping heart you know, recipients. And then Oprah handpicked him because why? He was a workaholic. Very successful heart surgeon, had done so much to give back to the community, which is why Oprah Winfrey handpicked him and said, hey, can you come on my show? He started out as an expert on health and especially heart health on her show. And then Oprah and her network decided, this guy's great. Let's um, let's see if he can do a show on his own. That's how that evolved. Why? Because he's a hardworking guy. And so he built his wealth. So I think I find it very ironic that somebody says, how does he relate to this? Is there more? Let's go to there's more with Fetterman. And he talks about Dr. Oz. You know, Dr. Oz is a joke. But that's not funny. But that's not funny. Because you want to know why? Abortion rights are on the ballot. (laughs) 
Abortion is on the ballot. And no one takes, no one takes a clown serious, but give a clown a vote, and then that's serious. Because again, abortion is on the ballot. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's just awkward to listen to, but the crowd was, it, it, you, I almost felt like it was almost like a laugh track. I mean, they were cueing the crowd and great crowd of people. And uh, so it's just, it's, it's just awkward. I will say to you that the campaign of Senate candidate and Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, they are, the campaign is walking back comments that Fetterman made last year calling for the release of all second degree murderers from Pennsylvania's prisons. So Fetterman, as you know, Democrat, Pennsylvania Lieutenant Governor, he chairs the state's Board of Pardons. The BOP commissioned two reports last year. And by the way, this was released by Philadelphia Lawyers for Social Equity and uh, that recommended that the the Board of Pardons consider merit-based clemency for currently incarcerated second-degree murderers as well as for the state legislature to reform the law that mandates life sentences without opportunity for parole for second-degree murder convictions. So Fetterman had used a Shawshank Redemption kind of reference if you look back at his tweets, and you don't have to take my word for it. You can do your own homework, look back at his tweets. It's there, unless, you know, within the last 10 minutes they've removed it. But Fetterman said at the time he commissioned the reports in a call for, quote, Mercy for the deserving and rehabilitated. Second degree murder, I just want to point out to you, is generally defined as any intentional killing. It's murder. It's, it's an intentional killing, but it's not, premedi- it's not premeditated. It's not a planned murder. So in other words, this would fall under, for example, uh, a domestic case. Okay, a husband in a fit of anger strangles his wife to death that would be you could you could maybe argue that that's a second degree murder case or they they try to do a plea deal to that in pennsylvania second degree murder does encompass accomplice liability and applies when someone dies related to a felony so it encompasses that but that's not what they were saying and so the the campaign just trying to walk this back as we, of course, are dealing with skyrocketing crime, not just in Philadelphia, it's across the country, it's across our region. And so, you know, I was looking at this, um, the quotes from him back back in the day. Fetterman said, I always want to err on the side of mercy. Juvenile lifers released by a Supreme Court decision, the recidivism rate was less than 1%. That's a remarkable statistic. It demonstrates these individuals, once they're released, are not Hannibal Lecter's. They're outliving their best lives. You age out of crime, he had said. And now imagine people who have never taken a life to begin with. Imagine what that recidivism rate would be. Fetterman has long argued that people incarcerated for felony murder should be granted clemency hearings. But let us not forget what he had recommended that all second-degree killers, murderers from Pennsylvania, should be freed from our prisons. That was what he has, that's a position he has long held. And remember, he chairs the state's Board of Pardons at this minute. Which brings me to the widow of slain Philadelphia police officer, Danny Faulkner, 
you know the story, and you've heard of, certainly by now, Maureen Faulkner. Uh, she's nationally known, actually, an amazing woman who for decades, decades, has fought for justice and truth after the murder of her husband here in Philadelphia so many decades ago. Do we want to, do we want to, can we listen in? Now, this is Maureen Faulkner. She was interviewed by Fox News Digital, and she's taking aim at Fetterman for appointing a, quote, good buddy of the cop killer who murdered Officer Danny Faulkner here in Philadelphia. Listen in. I think the Philadelphia people and the Pennsylvania people better really uh, take a look at what they are going to do if they put John Fetterman in. The city's already destroyed. It's going to be in shambles by the time Fetterman's done with it. I've been listening to it for over 40 years. And I was 24 years old when my husband was murdered, shot in the head, point blank, by Mumia Jamal. He did it with malice and he did it with premeditation. And there's no doubt in my mind, I went to every single court hearing. And if anyone wanted to know who murdered my husband, it was me. I wanted to know who murdered Danny. And it was Mumia. And he did it with such malice. I mean, he executed him. And here now, and this was at one point in time when I was 24 years old. This has been going on for 40 years of my life. I mean, everywhere I go, anything I do, his name is brought up. Um, and he's on walls and he's in newspapers. So I have been haunted for so many years of my life from this man. And to be honest, I will not be at peace until he's six feet under. So that from Maureen Faulkner, what a fighter and just a, a great lady. Uh, I've had the pleasure of getting to know you know, Maureen Faulkner over the years. And I, and I know you have, I mean, she's been here on this show and certainly on the Zioli show. Um, but, uh, you know, to have to, you know, just imagine going through this for 40 years and to have to deal with this. And of course, what she's talking about is that Fetterman appointed a friend of Mumia's to the parole board. Right. And 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 so now the Fetterman campaign apparently is trying to remove itself, try to clarify again, saying, well, wait a minute. We 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 don't we never talked about the Jamal case. We you know, he just he just happened to appoint somebody. I mean, what this tells you is that this crime issue, they've done their research and they realize that the crime issue resonates with people. And it's devastating. And by the way, I always have to say this. Mumia Abu-Jamal, his original name that he was born with, his birth name was uh, Wesley Cook. And his own family members testifying against him and in this, in this case, as you well know. And they've tried to appeal this thing over and over. But Officer Danny Faulkner is, is just remembered by, by all of us and by every law enforcement officer and certainly, Maureen Faulkner deserves, I, the, the woman's a saint, to have to endure this. But she comes back every time. She will never give up. She has said this. She will never give up in her continued fight for justice. And we, we talk about, you know, justice and equity. Shouldn't this widow be able to move on with her life and, and the entire family? But no. And this is this is how ridiculous 
this is. So Faulkner is insisting that Fetterman has taken a very aggressive position on releasing those convicted of crimes over the years because she says he's doing it as a publicity stunt. And, you know, for her, she's, she personally just, you know, thinks that it's, it's a horrible thing to do. For sure. Do we have more with Maureen or was that it? Do we have more? Listen in. Maureen Faulkner. I also think that he is a progressive person left that for some reason he, he believes people should not be accountable for their crimes, which is a very dangerous, very dangerous person. Similar to Larry Krasner. He's a very dangerous person. Look what he's done to the city of Philadelphia. I feel as though um, many people in in the state of Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, and around the country, they look on the news, they see these horrible things that are happening to people, but it's not happening to them. And they will someday, if it ever happens to them, that's when they will get the reality that our country and the state of Pennsylvania is destroyed. And time will go up and people will continue to be murdered and raped and robbed. And it's just a disgrace. And, um, you know, God bless Philadelphia and God bless Pennsylvania. I hope the people get out there and vote the correct way. And it's not for John Fetterman. It well said by somebody who has walked the walk and lived with the heartbreak. Of, of knowing what that was like to get the news, to get the call, to get the visit, to say your husband, your policeman husband has been murdered on the job and then go through the trial and then go through all of these decades of appeals. This is a disgrace. But I love how Maureen always ends on that you know positive note. God bless Philadelphia. God bless Pennsylvania, a place that she loves. So we'll continue after this. Guess who else? is under fire and our criminal charges headed the way of Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. We have so much to update you on when the Dawn Show comes right back. So you heard the widow of slain police officer Danny Faulkner, Maureen Faulkner, speaking out, talking about Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, very powerful as far as the fact that Fetterman is the chairman of the board of the of the parole board now the fetterman campaign has released a new statement talking about the fact uh, that they say quote john does not believe that mumia abu jamal deserves a second chance nor should any cop killer get a second chance that from the fetterman campaign he will never stand up for a cop killer in any way shape or form and that's the statement from the campaign of one lieutenant governor John Fetterman. Now, Fetterman's going to face off against Republican nominee Dr. Mehmet Oz for the U.S. Senate seat in the uh, state's November 8th general election. So the pair of candidates slated to appear, allegedly, in a TV debate October 25th. But there's another story that we've that Matt found, actually, in the Free Beacon. Fetterman voted to free a murderer who hacked an innocent man to death with garden shears. This was Charles Zeke Goldblum, who was sentenced to life in prison for killing a man with garden shears in a parking garage in Pittsburgh and later trying to hire a hitman to kill his accomplice in the brutal murder. 
as Lieutenant Governor of Pennsylvania, Senate hopeful John Fetterman voted to set Goldblum free in 2019. And, and Fetterman said he was happy when the killer was released from prison. Now, Goldblum was convicted of first-degree murder in that 1976 killing of Mr. George Wilhelm as part of an insurance fraud cover-up. Prosecutors said Goldblum and an accomplice lured Wilhelm into a parking garage in Pittsburgh where Goldblum stabbed the man 26 times. Then, when Goldblum made bail, he tried to hire an undercover cop to murder the accomplice who had fingered Goldblum for the crime. I mean, this is unbelievable that that Betterman on the parole board thought, oh, yeah, yeah, he hacked somebody to death, stabbed the person 26 times, uh, just, you know, put him back out there on the streets. Now, Goldblum maintains his innocence. He was poised to die in prison, having unsuccessfully appealed for clemency seven times. But in 2019, Pennsylvania's Board of Pardons, John Fetterman, voted unanimously to release Goldblum from jail, overriding the wishes wishes of the victim's family. You know, the victim who was stabbed to death dozens of times. Oh, my goodness. I will just point out, back in 2007, a federal appeals court rejected the killer's request for an evidentiary hearing, writing, there is just too much evidence here establishing Goldblum's guilt. But Fetterman thought that first-degree murder conviction, that killer, should be set free. It's, it's unbelievable. And, and the story goes on, but uh, the, the Fetterman campaign, again, you know, trying to kind of clean up the situation, defending the Democrats vote to free the killer of, you know, first degree murder, saying John is proud of his work on the board of pardons, giving second chances to nonviolent offenders and the wrongfully convicted. Uh, well, that's I, I, I would say that's refuted for sure. Unbelievable. Talk about about. Can I talk about this about face? Do I have time real quick here? I'm talking to Matt DeSantis because we have so much still ahead to tell you about. Uh, we'll talk about schools and, you know, different the the activists from our region who's now a biggity big in D.C. who wants to, you know, have all trans affirmative care. We'll talk about that moving forward. But I want to turn to uh, a little reversal. This is Democrat Josh Shapiro, who, as you know, is our attorney general, wants to be your next governor of Pennsylvania. And he has defected on the issue of school choice. So Pennsylvania Attorney General Josh Shapiro quietly endorsing private school choice. His campaign website calls for adding choices for parents and educational opportunities for students and funding lifeline scholarship scholarships like those approved in other states and introduced in Pennsylvania. So this was not there as of September 7th. So here we are, September 20th. What are we, 59 days to the midterms, I believe? And this was not there September 7th. This is something new. So Republican State Representative Clint Owlett introduced the Lifeline Scholarship Bill. It passed the GOP-led Pennsylvania House back last spring. 
with only one Democrat in favor. The bill then passed the Senate Education Committee in June on a party line vote. Bill has since stalled, perhaps because Senate leadership expected a veto from Governor Tom Wolf, who, of course, is a Democrat who has vetoed other school choice bills. So the question I hope if if and when they have their debate uh, between Josh Shapiro and Mastriano, Doug Mastriano, who's a state senator, would they ask then Josh Shapiro, would you if if you were governor, would you sign such legislation? Apparently he would. I mean, that's what what I'm inferring. Let me say that. But this is a, a very interesting development. It's shrewd. It is smart on Shapiro's on, on his part. I'm just going to tell you. Remember, I talked about this yesterday with regard to the, the Mastriano campaign. Mastriano, obviously a huge proponent of school choice. And now Josh Shapiro wipes that out. If indeed he's promising that he would support total school choice. I just wonder I wonder about the details of what he actually supports, but he did intend attend private schools, as do his children, and so he's a supporter of this. And by supporting the expansion of these options for less advan- advantaged families, it, yes, he would preempt Republican accusations of school choice hypocrisy. But I, I actually think he's a product of of you know school choice in essence. His parents were were able to send him to private schools and he he does the same for his kids. So I think he's putting his money where his mouth is, essentially. If that's really what he would support, that is a huge development moving forward and uh, smart and shrewd on the part of one Josh Shapiro. So I don't have reaction from the Mastriano campaign to this latest development with Josh Shapiro will continue to follow it. Other developments, of course, on the docket as the Dawn Show continues. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. A Philadelphia jury continues to deliberate. Over the fate of an ex-policeman on trial, third-degree murder trial. So the deliberations are continuing. And, of course, when when that jury comes to a verdict, we will bring it to you immediately. We're watching that very carefully uh, as we look to that. There's a string of robberies in Haverford Township, and a, sus- a suspect actually threatened one of the victims. I had told you about that. So those warnings went out in our region. Everybody's saying, be on the lookout, even in the burbs. 
Let's talk about Rachel Levine, shall we? So the you remember Rachel Levine, Dr. Rachel Levine, who was here as our health secretary under Governor Tom Wolf. You may recall it was under Levine's watch and Wolf's watch, for that matter, when thousands of many of the most vulnerable patients um, died in nursing homes under Levine's and Wolf's policies. So the World Professional Association for Transgender Health kicked off its 27th annual conference. This was in Montreal over the weekend with a keynote address from one Dr. Rachel Levine, uh, who was formerly when Dr. Levine attended Harvard, uh, was Dr. Richard Levine. I will point out the uh, assistant secretary now of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, who identifies as a transgender woman. So Levine's speech, do you have sound of this? Do we have, no, so they didn't release the uh, audio, I guess, from the transgender health big annual conference there in Montreal, but we have the transcription of it. And in the speech, Levine has a call to action uh, coming off more as an activist manifesto than what you typically expect from a conference of medical professionals. Levine calling on the audience to think of themselves as ambassadors for science. And Levine insisted on a proactive rather than passive approach to educating the masses, saying, and I'm quoting here, our task, quite simply, is to educate the public in the United States and throughout the world in as many forms as possible. We have the power to expand the boundaries of science and of public understanding. We want free access to all trans-affirmative care. This is what is, is being said. And Dr. Rachel Levine leading the charge, making this proclamation. And of course, the crowd cheered, went wild over this. And the activists also demand universal medical coverage for trans-identifying immigrants, regardless of immigration status, and an end to the criminalization of sex work. Dr. Marcy Bowers, who's a surgeon who specializes in such genital surgeries for transgender patients and identifies as a transgender woman, then took back the podium. Bowers featured in the uh, Daily Wire documentary, What is a Woman? and admits to performing vaginoplasty surgery on children as young as 16. Levine took to to the stage after a lengthy introduction from Bowers and said, I've heard from parent after parent, family after family, who've either considered moving to different states in the United States or have moved so that their child can access the medical care they need and they deserve. That's how Levine started this speech. Hopefully we get audio of this. But Levine said, as we all know, progress brings new and inevitable changes. First of all, just, you know, they talked about illegal immigrants, essentially. So thankfully, when the the vast majority, like 99.999999% of people coming across the southern border, none of them, to my knowledge, come across saying, and my pronouns are he, him. That's not what 
the immigrants are saying when they come across the border. They're saying, I'm coming here for a job, the majority. I'm coming here for a job. I'm coming here for a better life, whether they're illegal or illegal. But can you imagine? I mean, this surgery, these surgeries can cost up to six figures. And so Levine and this group wants us, the American people, to pay for this at our expense. And think about the times we're living in. As, As I'm speaking, as you're listening, the Fed is meeting today and tomorrow, and they're anticipated to to hike the rates as much as three-fourths of a percentage point, maybe a full point, as they're trying to cool down inflation, but we're going to feel the pain, and they've said we're going to feel the pain before the pain eases of these tough times. But Levine just says, oh, no, oh, no, we need to provide these all these free services and expensive surgeries and I and obviously, I'm upset as a parent of teenage kids to think about the fact that they support they support teenagers and children as young as 11 years young getting these altering surgeries, which ultimately mean that they are you know hysterectomies in in many cases that it denies them the opportunity for fertility. And these are for children. So, you know, Levine refers to the laws enacted to protect youth from accessing irreversible medical procedures as anti-LGBTQ policies and was trying to rally the cards, the crowd, and was saying, I have a call to action, a call to action for you and a call to action for society because we have not made progress unless we've made progress for all. So when I look at this and I think about the fact that they want this, they want to deny parents rights and deny the trust between a parent and a child or a teacher and a parent. All of this goes together with what they hope to do. And I don't believe they'll pull this off because I think no matter what your politics, the one thing we are united in as parents, caregivers, grandparents is that no, nothing should come in between our love and our relationship with the child and the children in our lives. That's our right. And the number one group that should never be allowed to interfere, interfere with that God-given, God-given right is the government. God forbid. The Dawn Show is going to continue right after this. I'll tell you what, I appreciate so much you listening. I do. I appreciate you. And it, you know, being a a conservative is tough enough in these days, but being a conservative woman, talk about discrimination. Oh my goodness. And that's where our sponsors and those who support us mean the world to all of us. So that's why, yes, I appreciate you. I appreciate the Piazza Auto Group. They support me as a woman who has a voice and a platform right here. Thank you to the Piazza Auto Group. Always here for you for all your automotive needs. And yes, they've grown to include Piazza Premium Automobiles, Land Rover, Jaguar, Porsche, Mercedes-Benz, Alfa Romeo, Maserati, all these dealerships across Pennsylvania, as well as Northern Delaware. Just visit them online, piazzapremiumautos.com for a location nearest you. P-I-A-Z-Z-A, piazzapremiumautos.com. Tell them Dolan sent you. You know, before I worked here, 
I worked for nearly a decade at Fox 29, the Fox 10 o'clock news, and before that, CBS 3. So I worked with um, probably one of the area's most famous weathermen. Remember John Belaris? He was, I think, fired after the storm of the century. But I think the next story about a meteorologist kind of takes the cake. This is uh, New York's News One's longtime weatherman, Eric, is it Adame? He's been fired. Why? He appeared in an adult webcam website. Now, the video of him participating in the activity was sent not only to his employer, but also his mom. Wow. I guess they wanted mom to see it first. I mean, this was somebody really shaming him. So he released the statement. I have recently been terminated from my job as the meteorologist at Spectrum News, New York One. And uh, he put this out there yesterday, last night. I'm taking this opportunity to share my truth rather than let others control the narratives of my life, He's, he stated. He said, despite being a TV personality who appears in living rooms across the nation's largest media market, he felt compelled to perform on an adult webcam. Ew, website. He said it was 100% consensual. On both our parts, I don't know who he, I don't even want to know who he was with or look at it. Eek! But when his employer saw it, um, it's not good. In any event, whew, compromising footage and uh, eek! No word from his mom. I don't know. I I would like to see video of of Eric at Thanksgiving dinner. You know, pass the potatoes, not you, you dirty hands, meteorologist. In any event. With that note, I'll turn to our own Dom Giordano. What's coming up on the Dom Show? Nice setup, Dom. Well, we believe a, a plane, Newsmax, is reporting a migrant's headed to Rehoboth Beach. They land at one thirty, and the Krasner uh, hearing at the Navy Yard got a mm. lot of insight inside that, why they chose that and what might happen. Yes. Well, we look forward to it all coming up on the Dom Show next. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.